Welcome to the Hotel Analyst podcast, where we resume our weekly productions for you, for your listening pleasure. And I'm joined on the call today, as usual, by Andrew Sankster, the editorial director of Hotel Analyst. My name's Chris Bowne. I am the editor at Hotel Analyst. It's been results season, uh, and a lot of the big American major hotel brand groups have been delivering their fourth quarter and annual results for 2021 so we've been raking over several of those and the first batch we will perhaps consider and have a look at is um is hyatt hilton and marriott some of the big dogs of the uh, international hotel brand landscape and what's been interesting is to compare and contrast how they are all getting on as uh, they as business picks up and heads towards uh, some sort of a new normal it's still some way off but it's a, a dance out better than it was a lot in in 2020 um, roughly speaking they're all around the sort of 15 to 20 percent below where they were at the end of 2019 um, but uh, that's a global figure there are clearly uh, markets such as uh, North America which have come back stronger and others which are lagging um, interestingly some of these big groups are now were able to declare a, a an operating profit in the last quarter one or two are still in um, in the red um, the other interesting factor is that uh, Hilton and Marriott seem to have been overtaken in terms of rate of growth by Hyatt, who've had a very, very good 2021 in terms of net unit growth, the very important figure that we measure and like to keep an eye on, uh, helped in a large part by uh, the acquisition they did of Apple Leisure Group, which of course gave them a large number of additional resort properties, uh, not just in uh, the Americas, but also in Europe too. Um, we also got a bit more colour from how the CEOs are thinking around what they're going to do with housekeeping and hotel services in future, whether they're going to be bringing them back or still expecting you to have your room not cleaned on a daily basis. We heard a little bit more about how direct bookings are going versus the OTAs. And we also had some interesting thoughts on how the corporate uh, booking demand is coming back, not just for meetings and events, but also in terms of uh, those valuable room nights. So, well, are they so valuable after all? Um, Hilton seemed to think that uh, they've learned one thing they've learned through the pandemic is that actually it's much better to have lots of small business clients as you, uh, to come and stay in your hotels than it is to rely on those very large corporate accounts that you spend months and months bidding for uh, and then discover that actually they're, you know, they're not making such a good margin. Um, Andrew, what did you what were your takeaways? Yeah, very much agreeing um, with you, Chris, about this net unit growth prize going to Hyatt. Uh, I mean, they've had a it's not just a good not just a good year, but a, a good four years. Um, so they're quite phenomenal, um, over fifty percent growth, fifty three percent growth to be exact over the last four years. And they gave a very bullish presentation alongside their their numbers, um, talking about how they doubled their number of luxury rooms, tripled their lifestyle rooms, and tripled the number of resort rooms. Now, partly this is through acquisition, as you mentioned, ALG. Um, a few years ago, they also bought two roads. Um, but 30 percentage points of that 53% increase um, came from organic growth. So uh, they got both right, frankly. And um, the ALG acquisition, which has pivoted them more towards leisure, um, has also been very well timed, given how how um, strong the leisure market has been in these um, recovery uh, months. Um, 
and they've gone from sort of 45% leisure to 52% um, after ALG. So it's a, you know, the, it's it, it's a very good news story, I think, at at Hyatt, and you know, it's it's an ongoing transformation as well. Um, there's there's more to come in terms of asset disposals, and they want by 2024 to be having 80% uh, of their earnings coming from fees. So very much switching out of um, so you know almost asset light, but arguably still asset right, whereas pretty much all the other global majors are now um, completely asset light. Um, and talking about them, you have to give the the nug next nug prize to Hilton, I guess, <laughs> who've um, maintained not quite as good as Hyatt, but still above five percent, which is pretty good going in terms of what they achieved last year. You know, remember this is the worst a sort of shock to the to the accommodation market for well for over a generation really, um, and yet they kept growing, which is phenomenal. And uh, so um, you know th that's testament, I think, to their their business model but um thing i took away from their presentation was actually how bullish they are on maintaining the level of margin improvement they've they've got um through sort of almost i guess enforced uh, uh measures mm. during the whole um lockdown period but they reckon they can keep between 400 to 600 basis points of of margin on its margin um as they get back to normality so it's, it's a phenomenal uh, achievement and just means that it's going to just throw ever more money um, off um, <laughs> as a business um, and make it even more appealing and that whole asset light thing the appeal is that its ability to keep generating cash um, keep um, doing buybacks and paying out dividends um, and this this is what makes it such an attractive business model um, and with Marriott I think it was that, you know here you've got a great big super tanker that's just remorseful heading heading um, in the direction it wants to head and pretty much nothing stopping it and you know um, yes it wasn't quite as good a nug but it wasn't a bad nug um, was it uh, 3.9 um, for the year so that's 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 pretty good and um, I think Marriott reckons that it currently has a seven percent share of open global um, rooms so um, it doesn't that seven percent is it's recording sort of um, I guess rooms it would deem as competitive it wouldn't recall all the sort of guest housey type things um, globally but it's sort of branded or uh, branded like hotel rooms and it's got seven percent of those uh, globally um, as of the end of 2021 um, but in in terms of how many rooms it opened during 2021 its share was 15 percent so it's growing its share quite markedly um, and in terms of the global pipeline it reckons its share of that is 18 percent so it's clear that you know this momentum this super tanker momentum um of remorseless growth is is just gonna it's just set to continue really um so it's an interesting i mean it's all very bullish i think um overall there's very little um negativity coming out uh um this was all of course all i mean we're recording this podcast uh on the same day that um um vladimir putin decided to invade um um uh, a european country and 
you know, have war in Europe for the first time since uh, since um, the middle of the last century. Mm. So, uh, you know, a very uh, inauspicious um, day to be recording this and talking about optimism. But I think uh, that aside, um, you know, th- th- it does look fair if, if that can be contained, that conflagration can be contained. I think we're set fair for, a, you know, a good few years. And now we'll look at the situation from uh, perhaps another another part of the prism uh, I wasn't wasn't going to don't say the other end of the telescope but certainly another part of the prism let's look at it for the landlords how the recovery is turning out for some of the big hotel owners um, and we've uh, pulled together the results from uh, Pandox in Europe uh, host hotels and park hotels over in the in the states to compare and contrast how they are getting on as uh, performance starts to pick up uh, where they see things moving uh, and uh, where they see you know where they see themselves getting back again to kind of comparable numbers with uh, perhaps 2019 and for Pandox who of course are, are almost exclusively I think apart from a couple of Canadian hotels almost exclusively uh, European portfolio they are seeing uh, European markets uh, pull pull back in a kind of a fairly steady way uh, i think the uk is leading denmark is second and then the others are following all along um things are picking up uh, revenues are picking up and of course but pandox they're a landlord who very much favors uh lease arrangements with a kind of base uh rent and then a, a, f- a flexible uh, additional rent on top so through a lot of the pandemic they had the base level rents paid that sort of helped just about cover their financial liabilities as a, as a business and so now they're now looking forward to things picking up and as uh, occupancies pick up uh, their their tenants hotels then then so will come through the uh, the volume based uh, additional payments uh, but by and large uh, confident and um, barring any real bumps in the road they should be seeing things tripping well back to normal before too very long quite encouraging um, information around how they see business demand coming back both for room nights and for corporate uh, event bookings a bit of a contrast with the americans host and park Uh, both of them are by and large owners of the bigger kind of American conference type hotels. So um, I would say much more reliant on uh, corporate demand than leisure demand. Um, and uh, But having said that, host seems to uh, be pulling back reasonably well and quite confident and indeed have, have made a couple of strategic moves. Um, Park still in the red, still struggling and still hoping that those big uh, conference and uh, uh, event bookings will start to come back sometime soon yeah I, I think they'll kind of come back faster than most people think mm. i mean the received wisdom during this pandemic lockdown period um has been that it's the big box hotels that will suffer the most and i think that's largely true um and they will be the last to recover and that's possibly true as well but i think they're going to recover much quicker than many people had feared um and you know if you look at what pandoc said that it's clearly the case things are coming back pretty sharpish pretty sharpish and in terms of the mice markets the the meetings incentive conference and exhibition market um that that has 
um, that is showing signs of of you know being quite perky. Um, Pandoc said that uh, in January there, there's quite a good pickup in uh, uh, requests. Um, so if, if those requests and that interest turns into bookings, I think it's it's going to be a potentially a very good year, and it's going to confound as many things have in this <laughs> recovery. I think it's going to confound you know what conventional wisdom dictates. I mean the unusual thing about this recovery is that it's um, being driven by rate not occupancy normally it's the other way around but this isn't like any normal economic recovery either mm. in that um, this has been uh, you know it's been, well, we've talked about this before I mean this is uh, has been a supply shock not a demand shock the demands there the money's there to be spent it's just that people haven't been able to spend it and as things open up and they can spend it guess what they are spending it um, and that is what we are seeing time and time again and um, alongside the pandox results there was a presentation from str and um, that made for some interesting reading in terms of uh, how strong the rate piece has been so in europe we're actually showing adrs um, um, average rates um, are higher now than they were in 2019 or you know well in 2021 they were higher than they were in 2019 which is quite astonishing you know i would never have expected that now of course overall profitability is down things were you know pretty grim especially at the start of uh 2021 um with with lockdowns in effect across much of europe so not surprisingly what we've seen is uh go pars which are significantly down still um, um the indexing there was uh, uh you know looking pretty grim in terms of uh uh europe um so it's uh, 55 against the 100 if you so if you index in in 2019 at, at 100 uh, we've only got sort of just over halfway back to where we need to be in gopar terms in 2021 but you know it, it, it's not bad and if if you look at the middle east um which really opened up and really went for it with rates their rate index is 130 32 so up from mm. so that just shows how much they're up um, um, from 2019 um, and their go par is an astonishing 129 um, for um, which is just uh, amazing really you think you know 2021 to have that strength in profitability um, America is well on the way at 89 so that's for 2021 so I think we're going to see um, it'd be very surprising i think if we we don't get back to some meaningful levels of profitability um this time next year i think we're going to be talking about a, a corker of a year so um you know one of the, the catchy little phrases um sdr had was pent up is not mm. spent up um and this is that the, 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 there are accumulated savings out there um both among um, individual consumers but also among corporates um have money in the bank they have you know good balance sheets in in well outside of our sector but uh, um you know on, on the, you know, general corporates have good balance sheets and they're, they're willing to go and spend them or will be willing to go and spend them particularly as they see their rivals getting out there and winning new business they all get out get back out on the road as well so um you know i, I you know, the caution if you want to look at the sort of glass half empty um angle um from str's presentation it's their survey which uh, opinion poll survey which said that uh, conducted in november 21 business travel would be down a net 30 percent 
20% even when the pandemic is completely over. I don't buy that. I think that's way, way too high, and I'm not even sure it's going to be down. Um, we'll wait and see. I mean, there is, you know, a good deal of debate still ongoing there but all the signs are that that's going to be proved very wrong and the expectations of a subdued business travel um, recovery are going to be yet again uh, confounded um, yet another expectation that's going to be confounded by this uh, um, this recovery and um, i thought uh, i thought tony capuano so, from marriott's uh, story about his salesforce.com uh, conference booking was was quite instructive he said uh, they'd 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 booked this uh, big corporate event in new york they'd only booked it one month ahead but it had brought him 25,000 room nights across 11 of his new york hotels so if companies are prepared yeah, to make that yeah. commitment and and deliver really quickly then you know things could turn around pretty fast yeah no absolutely and i you know we're we're so we've got that leisure recovery in mm. there um you know weekends now are um stronger than they were pre-pandemic um this is str again breaking it down according to you know which night of the week people were booking so weekends are stronger um shoulder nights which is sunday and thursday they are just about as strong as they were in 2019 and lagging a bit is this monday to wednesday bit the the classic corporate travel bit which is indexed down at 92 but that will get back to 100 in short order i will predict um very early on this year so and i think i think we're gonna um see um you know a remarkably you know we've already mentioned ukraine and uh, what's going on there but uh, 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 you know without any you know provided we don't get too bad an exogenous shock i think we're, we're set fair and then we're going to also talk about some results that came out from the uh, various online travel agency platforms uh, in the last few days as well um here we're going to just briefly chat about uh, airbnb who delivered their fourth quarter and full year profits and uh, they actually managed to deliver a profit for the first quarter i think um in, in the final quarter of 20 uh, 2021 uh, we also had some an update from uh, expedia about what they're doing um although much less hard perhaps to appreciate exactly where they're at but uh, airbnb of course headed by uh, brian chesky who is uh, so hooked on airbnb he's going to go and live on airbnb he's told us all um and he seems convinced that uh, the, the future is, is bright. He's going to keep signing up more and more uh, hosts, uh, private individuals who want to rent out an extra room or their, their apartment when they're away for the weekend or whatever. Um, he's convinced that he's going to be able to deliver more personalization uh, via his uh, the booking tools. They've already kind of persuaded people that arrive at their website or their app if they're flexible to pick pick nights they want to go away based on what's available um, and he's hoping to further kind of ramp that up so that he increases utilization um, but uh, I mean Airbnb well interesting interesting thoughts from Chesky I'm not sure there's all of us buying into that um, now uh, the contrast perhaps was uh, Expedia who still seem to be rather sort of well, languishing, I suppose. Um, they're a big outfit. They're they're back in uh, profit and and so on, but it's still not quite clear exactly where they're going in future. So um, maybe they'll maybe they'll work out something a bit more wise than than Airbnb. But uh, for now, we're just not really terribly clear. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's intriguing how, how um, investors um, view how differently they view companies, particularly like Airbnb. So the first analyst question on the conference call for Airbnb's um, end of year results was all about innovation and it even re referenced crypto. Now, you know, when would a hotel company CEO <laughs> um, be asked about innovation um, or especially crypto? I mean, it just ain't going to happen, really. Uh, they're, just, they're just looked at in a different way. Um, but I think I think this will only go so far. Um, ultimately, Airbnb is going to have to deliver on tangibles. It's going to have to deliver profits. Um, right now, it's saying, look, we are investing for growth. Bear with us. We're investing for growth. But you can only carry on doing that. And people eventually want to see actually what that investment is delivering and they want to see the profits and it's very difficult to see how airbnb is going to get that level of profitability if it's entirely relying on these amateur landlords um, that market is just not big enough to deliver the level of profits airbnb needs it's going to have to tap into the professional landlords the real estate owners that everybody else in the accommodation market the the global major hotel brand companies and um, all the others tap into to to generate their profits so uh, you know the, 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 this positioning of airbnb i think at one level is understandable because it gives um, chesky a key advantage in the marketplace against his immediate rivals the other otas because um what he's got this got the sort of achieved uh, a golden scenario in that consumers come to him directly rather than mm. going via google and um whereas booking and expedia have to pay a very high google tax to to exist um airbnb pays a lot less um the big question is whether he can carry on paying a lot less as he gets more and more into the um professional owner um market and whether they start insisting look we we want to see this deliver a, a bit better and whether he has to then start spending on uh, um, a, a lot more google advertising to get to where he he wants and this this performance marketing piece that's the metric you've got to watch to see you know how quickly that grows if he can hold that down then i think he's he's in a very good place in that he's got a massive margin advantage over the likes of booking holdings and over the likes of expedia and he's set to clean up i suspect it's going to be um more challenging than he's wanting to admit right now um and and, and i think uh, uh it, it's tough it's going to be tough and i think the future um is going to be a lot less rosy um, than many of these investors are, are prepared to admit right now. And I think uh, generally in the stock market, what we're seeing is a switch away from those growth stories towards um, value stocks. Um, and I think Airbnb is going to is one of the companies most vulnerable from this switch unless it can start delivering on real tangible um profit increases um it, it, it's an open um, question at the moment i think whether they're going to be able to okay do that. and now we're going to start off with our five star and no star awards this week and uh, i shall i shall launch shall i with a no stars and it's for the local water company in uh, east sussex uh, which supplies the ashdown park hotel and country club uh, whose 
ironically due to a storm and lots of water lots of water coming out of the sky their uh, water supply was cut off on friday the 18th of february uh and uh for for a best part of a week the hotels basically had to shut because no water is running out of their taps they can't operate and uh they're particularly annoyed because uh, the local water company that supplies them will not even communicate them with them and only will only they can only get through to them by calling the local kind of call center so um they're they're in the dark about when the, the supply is going to come back on and they can't can't look after guests until then so uh, no stars for southeast water indeed um but five stars for um the return of dividends which is the sign that life is returning to normality uh not all companies uh, have announced they're paying dividends uh pandoc said look we can't start handing out dividends to shareholders when we've taken government money which is absolutely the correct approach i think but as this money is um burnt through and um, no more handouts come from governments which we won't have in uh, 2022 dividends can recommence and uh, um, we're seeing that already in in uh, among the american companies and i think we're going to start seeing that more and more among the european companies too so this is a sign of uh, good news coming back and on to that the market. positive note we'll say goodbye for now <laughs>